Next on the College Rugby Wrap-Up, Patty Prismak, wife of the late great American rugby legend John Prismak, on his legacy and the American rugby landscape. Rugby Wrap-Up brought to you in part by Sheehy Auto Stores. It's easy at Sheehy. The Pig and Whistle, the world's best rugby pump, and Lean and Limber, stretching your way to a healthier lifestyle. Everybody, welcome back to Rugby Wrap-Up 2022, our first show of the new year. Hard to believe that we are in 2022, but we are. And I'm Matt McCarthy in Midtown Manhattan, and I have none other than Pat Prusmak calling in. Pat, of course, is the wife of the late American rugby legend John Prusmak, who was a player, coach, ref, wrote a book, New York Athletic Club Hall of Fame, stints with the New York Rugby Club, Westchester, and Nyack and truly a rugby hero in the United States. And Pat, there's so much to talk about, but we don't have a lot of time. And I, in the risk of not letting you talk, I just wanted to go over some of these bullet points in his illustrious career, which don't tell the story really. But other than being the player, the ref, the coach, he also founded United World Sports, uh, which purchased the rights to what was then the Vegas, became the Vegas Sevens, a very successful destination event in American rugby. And John really was one of the first that proved that you could actually make some money on the American rugby landscape, which was a, is, was a crazy idea and still seems to be a very crazy idea. But It is still crazy. Right? So anyway, yes. Pat, welcome after that long introduction. Thank you. It's so, glad to be here. So it's, a, it's an honor to have you here and because you two really, you know, you were, there's no way he could have done all the stuff that he was doing or tried to do without your support. And I've saw, I saw you at so many different rugby events. You must have been sick of rugby at a certain point. Actually, I, I never was sick of rugby, but I, I'll give you a little adage. Behind every successful man is an exhausted woman. <laughs> but he, he introduced me to the game in the 60s. Um, I had no idea what I was looking at. 30 guys running around the field, chaos. But I learned the game. And when Rugby Magazine started, I started taking photographs. So I learned the game even more through the lens of a camera. I, I just thought it was an incredible game. I mean, sit there battling on the field. And then afterwards, everyone gets together for beers and everybody's a pal. It was wonderful. I, I, I love the game. I love the game. And I just, um, he was a tough guy to keep up with because yeah. it just kept going. The ideas kept going and flowing. And, and it wasn't so much the ideas, it was that he acted on them and uh, made them happen. Made them happen. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he took that, that sevens, which World Rugby was kind of, ready to get rid of, so to speak, or USA Rugby didn't want to have to deal with another amount of money that they had to owe World Rugby. And they sold it to John, who took it from Carson City to San Diego and then to Vegas, yes. right? Yes, yes. I, 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 the move to Vegas really, San Diego was a great city. And we ended up buying an apartment there because we really felt that um, – 
that was going to be the place. But Vegas understood hospitality. Vegas actually approached us and said, we know how to do this. We know, uh, you know, we've got price points all over the place. So you've got a college kid coming in that can only afford 50 bucks a night. You've got a high roller that wants to pay 300 plus for a room. We can do all that. We can feed you, wine you, dine you. And there just happened to be this sweet little stadium 20 minutes outside of downtown that was of the right size. Sam Boyd. Sam Boyd. Sam Boyd. And, and it had all of these, all of this acreage outside of it, which started the creation of the Vegas Invitational. Yeah. And at one point, there, there were well over 200 teams out there. I think we had 38 categories yeah. of, of teams outside of the stadium. And that excluding what was going on inside the stadium, it was, it was great. It was a great event. Patty, we got to hold that thought for a second. We have to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Selling or trading in your vehicle? Sheehy makes it easy. With Easy Trades, start online or visit us in store. We want your vehicle, and we'll give you up to 125% of KBB value. It's easy at Sheehy. Sheehy.com. If you're in New York City and want to watch some great rugby, have some great food, and some great times, go to the world's best rugby pub, The Pig and Whistle, on West 36th Street. been blind since I was four and I've never seen a beer commercial or a beer label none of that stuff influences me I drink beer because of the taste and my beer is Pabst Blue Ribbon it has the taste and the flavor what do you think's on the label I think there's a a naked woman riding on a unicorn jumping over fire That's good beer. Hey, for fans in the tri-state New York area or players that want to get some notice, there's a 2022 college fair and rugby combine from Rugby New Jersey on Sunday, February 13th at the Middletown Sports Complex. Check out newjerseyrugby.leagueapps.com slash store. That's newjerseyrugby.leagueapps.com slash store. And we are back with Patty Prozmak. Patty, so let's cut to present day. We've got a whole bunch of stuff going on in the American rugby landscape. And... Again, I want to get back to John's legacy. Right now we have the May Madness, which is the NCR, the National Collegiate Rugby Sevens Championship, and it's the College Rugby Championship. So it's the iteration of you guys, what you started. Mm-hmm. And I'm just wondering, how would John look at this? Would he, would he be smiling? Is he smiling about this? Is he? Definitely. Definitely. Uh, I, yes. He is smiling. Um, it is a continuation of what he dreamed of. And uh, I believe NCR is the group to do it. 
I mean, their their base is growing uh, by leaps and bounds, and it's not just small schools anymore. They they're attracting a lot of colleges, and and that's what I hope for. And is there a reason why it moved from Philadelphia to Houston, or is it just Houston's got the the rugby stadium, which is a, a rare thing too, which, which we didn't have. The NCR has what I believe is a territorial approach to uh, getting more team involvement. Uh, I mean, I think we were considered a little elitist when we started the CRC by you know bringing in names. No. And no. Yeah. No. no. You know, getting criticism for bringing in uh, Cal and um, and and not the little guys. But over the years, that changed. I mean. Uh, Lindenwood took both the men's and the women's sides in 2019. Yeah, and in, in rugby, it not necess- the big name doesn't necessarily mean big results. They could get absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and I think one of the first years in Talon Stadium, uh, we were going over the list of, of starting teams, and someone said Dartmouth. And I remember one of the guys going, "Who's Dartmouth? Who's Dartmouth?" They took it. They took it. They took it. Yeah. Um, you know, and lesson learned. And again, stadium space is where you can find it and where you can afford it. Uh, and, you know, depending on weather conditions and whatever else, I don't think it matters where those finals are held. Uh, you know, there are monetary concerns always. Um, but even getting it in the stadium, if you think not that many years ago, you were in a cow field somewhere. Yeah. There were no stands, people just standing around watching. Yeah. yeah. Two final questions I had for you. Um, number one is still in the college realm. The more things change, the more they stay the same. We still have different iterations of what people call the, the, the rugby championship in 15s and 7s. Um, I'm from the school of thought that we got to unite the clans. Do you think that there's any chance maybe at the um, NCR and, and CRA and NCC sevens getting together eventually and merging and uniting the clans? I would hope so. I don't see it in the near future. They're, they're, again, it's kind of like big fish in a small pond. Nobody wants to give up what they have because they all think they have a better way of doing it. Yeah, they have a better approach. Um, I, I, you know, I think competition is a good thing. It'll iron itself out eventually. Patty, I really appreciate your time coming on, and my thoughts are with John always. Uh, he was, he gave me a great, he gave me a, a, a shot at just meeting me. He said, "Okay, you're going to be doing this and this and this," and I, and I had prepared this whole thing where I was, I, you know, a big pitch and spiel, and he's like, "Oh no, you're it." Okay. And that was the end. That's the kind of guy he was, right? It was yes, so. He was. Anyway, thank you for everything. That Pat, you've done. thank you. It was a pleasure. Patty Presmack, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for coming on Rugby Wrap Up. And thank you for tuning in. And please make sure you check out our NCR National Collegiate Rugby All Star Weekend Extravaganza, along with Steve Lewis, the GM of Rugby New York in Major League Rugby.